refreshing. See, this is why no one should ever be nervous about doing this podcast. <laughs> it's a shambles. <laughs> I love it. That's Lauren Pickup. That's her actual surname. Stop asking. Um, <laughs> Who am I, Joe? You're you're a good friend of mine, and we agreed one time way back when none of our friends were going to get married. Yeah, that's true. That we would just do it so we would get the party. Yeah, because we needed to get to a wedding together, and then we we're like, we would have the best wedding ever. We would. We decided we would register at Liquorland and Neverland and, and eBay. eBay. It's kind of, we're kind of making an accidental mockery because we're heterosexual ladies getting married to each other when our our gay friends can't. Yes. Which is ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, I think we should chat about a cult. Oh, come on, let's. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come here to fuck spiders, did we? I'm not here for a haircut. <laughs> Do you know, whenever anyone offers me a drink, I say, I'm not here for a haircut. And then I went to my hairdresser <laughs> and they offered me a drink. drink. Oh, shit. I didn't know what, what to did say. What did you do? I said, yes, please. <laughs> I have a joke, but I can't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, nobody's nobody's feeling particularly debonair or graceful in that cape with oh, stuff in your hair. I don't think anyone looks less attractive than when they've got their hair wet and slicked back in that cape. Speaking of wet, slicked back hair, who, <laughs> yes, are we, who are we talking about today? Tell me your stupid name. Tell me your stupid name. Oh. Good question, and I'm glad you asked. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about the People's Temple and Jim Jones. So this is Jonestown. Yeah. This is the big one. So when I think of Colts, which isn't, let's be honest, before recent times too often yeah but whenever i thought of cults or cults came into the media or anything that's the one i thought of because i agree because with a couple of exceptions their textbook yeah i mean the char- charismatic leader the running away to a compound the cutting off of contact yeah and the yeah like the full-on compound where it's like it's not even just a little bit out of society like we're in another country a whole other country that you have to get to by plane yeah <laughs> yeah plane. yeah um and then obviously the mass suicide spoiler yeah, no whoops. but i think i mean that's the bit that everyone knows yeah but we should start considerably further back yes did you i only learned this via a podcast that i listened to yesterday um that Jim Jones's mother, who was an atheist, I think, or at least not particularly churchy for an Indiana woman. Yeah. When she gave birth to James William Jones. Yeah, um, I think that's correct. Let's go with that. She said, I think I've just given birth to the Messiah. I know. Like, what the hell is that? I think she laid the foundation stones right there that's exactly what i thought i read that somewhere else and i was like okay way to give your son like a a god complex anyway but this is the problem with like parents of today i think like well they should take warning at least this is the problem with parents today (laughs) that they're proclaiming their children like to be the messiah don't treat your kids like they're better than anyone else and then maybe oh, sure, you're... but there's a difference between making them audition for Idol <laughs> and proclaiming yeah, them to be true. the Messiah. Yeah, 
I feel like maybe she was a little un- unhinged. Could I just think it was excessive. <laughs> it's not yeah, necessary. Yeah, no, that's true. And let's call a spade a spade. Jim Jones was a weird little kid. Super weird. Like <laughs> Jimmy Jones as he was Jimmy, back yeah, then. Jimmy. Jimmy. There were things like him preaching to his mates. Yeah, I feel like for a kid to do that's a bit odd, isn't it? What's wrong with Transformers, Jim? <laughs> Ride your bike down the road, right? Jim. Oh, Get yourself wait, wait, wait. a skateboard and some super, knee pads. Super. Okay, we should go back to the, the, the full roots. He came from a very <laughs> poor upbringing. So, yes. Oh, so you're saying he couldn't afford a yeah, skateboard. Yeah, so he didn't have a skateboard or So up. preaching was a budget decision. Well, so this is what I kind of thought when I read about that was like so super poor. Apparently they didn't even have plumbing, like like lived in a mm. shack type poor. But they had a barn. <laughs> Totes had a barn. But he seemed to be very well read like and educated for such a poor... Well, books, book learning, and you know, once you've once you've read a book, you can pass it on. There's well, yeah. libraries and things. No, but I mean, like, it, it, he was obviously very intelligent for being. Yeah. and it was a nice, light-hearted little kitty selection of books, such as um, <laughs> Mao Zedong, <laughs> Mein Kampf, um, a bit of Gandhi, uh, a bit of Lenin, and um, some Marx. Yeah, sure. And it, I think the one thing that keeps on coming up is the animal funerals that he used to. Yes, no, no tea parties or mud pies for our Jimmy. Oh, not for Jimmy. He was holding funerals for animals. For that, dead animals. Why are they dead? No, that that's it's just a rumor that he killed a cat, stabbed it multiple times. Rumor, rumor, rumor. Okay. I won't have you casting aspersions <laughs> against Jim Jones. Okay, well, let's say someone else stabbed the cat to death. Very look. The cat died, all right? Okay, cat died, did a funeral. So Let's take a Schrodinger attitude towards the actual death <laughs> and just say okay. that the funeral's the point here. Found a dead cat, decided <laughs> to give it a funeral, thought he would be the one to do the rites, and so got all his friends along to do that. Yeah. So that's a bit weird for a kid to do, I guess. You think? <laughs> I think it's fine. He decided to be a preacher, which is, you know... Something that all little kids who hold kitty funerals do, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Well, it's a progression, isn't it? Yeah, but he was obsessed with socialism and communism. Yeah. Obsessed, Lauren. Obsessed. Um, Some would say it was borderline a bit too much. I think those people are quite smart. (laughs) Almost as soon as he graduated high school, he married Marceline Baldwin. Yeah, which... I think it's like, so yeah, that was very early on, like early Mm. 20s and stuff, but they remained married all the way. Like she, spoiler alert, died at Jonestown. I didn't realise they actually stayed together the entire time. Yeah, it wasn't your classical happy functioning marriage necessarily, but they did. I think in the beginning it probably started out okay. Yeah, so this is 1949 in, in Indiana and they... Adopted what they call... They had one biological child. Yeah. But before that, there were... I think they had seven children yeah, in total. Yeah, that's what I counted on... Your fingers. Well, well, no, like, 
from everything I've read, it's like, oh, so they had a couple of Koreans, they had a couple of African-Americans. Yeah, and a Native American. So, yeah. so they called it the Rainbow Family. Yeah, they were the original Brad and Edge, just <laughs> less good looking and cold. The, <laughs> the original, <laughs> yeah, The original Mike and Carol Brady, except through a number of Instagram filters. Yeah. Um, and this did not go down well in Indiana because Indiana well, yeah, at the time, because this is like 1949, and you never, when you're thinking of racial equality and yeah. open-mindedness in general, you're just not thinking that, that's of, not the place I think of, of late 1940s Indiana. No. 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 I know. It's unusual. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, like very progressive. That's the thing, though, like with cults, right? They start off not being crazy and weird. They're good. They, they, they change start, people's lives for the yeah, better. And like, if you suddenly dropped the – you biography of jim jones in the bath when you're only a third of the way through you'd think that jimmy is was a, a way great him. guy yeah like he actually was he won he, humanitarian awards <laughs> right before he killed them all but anyway oh stop with the spoilers <laughs> but yeah like he's his whole point at that time obviously it started in communism and socialism and stuff but he disguised it as religion because And that he, was intentional. He was yeah. like, How am I gonna spread the word of socialism? And by pretending it's Christianity. Yeah, exactly. That way I get a following, that way I've got you're a platform. In, you're in trouble, aren't you? How do, <laughs> how do I make this bitter pill more palatable? I know. Christianity. Churchin. Um, yeah, no, there was a quote from him that said the way to achieve social change in the US was to mobilize people through religion. Like, well, that's strategy, if I've heard it. Um, so apparently he then went and became like a student pastor or like a, what do you call it, like a train, you know, a pastor in training. The student pastor is, is two-minute noodles. <laughs> it's ramen. Uh, shh. Don't make me laugh. Don't shush me. There's, that, there's our exchange. I won't make you laugh if you don't shush me. Okay. Good. Good deal. <laughs> So he's preaching to bigger and bigger groups. Uh, yeah. And because his preference is for um, lower income areas of Indiana and a lot of the, a lot of the Which, African like, American population. I don't know too much about Indiana. I have been there, but I've... Um, well. I've watched some Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's mm. going to give you everything you need to mm. know. Uh, but uh, fun fact, that's also where the Jacksons came from, Gary, Indiana, yeah. uh, which is quite north to Chicago. And Jim but, grew up in Lynn. Yeah. Do they? Can someone let us know if they just name all the little towns in Indiana <laughs> after people? Yeah. Heaps. Important. It's really important. It is. Um, but yeah, like very low socioeconomic um, environments and stuff. But obviously Indianapolis is the capital, I guess, and that's where this took form so he yeah. left lynn for indianapolis and he was really against he had arguments with his wife's family because they said a couple of racist things and he was really super for racial integration and yeah that's that's some of the good shit he yeah did. and like back in that day like at that time that's you know that's you got to give him props for that. Not many people were doing it. Absolutely. And he, so he 
um, picketed against churches that segregated and hospitals. theatres and and restaurants. And and started soup kitchens. And uh, that the socialist message of there's no such thing as the rich and the poor. Mm. It is historically only the poor that are going to go, that sounds like an amazing idea. I want in. Yeah, I mean, the rich aren't going to go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it worked. Well, yeah, for a long time it actually worked. And he's renting out spaces and he's holding big religious bizzos and he's um, he also learnt quite a lot from some faith healers. Yeah. So he's got this massive... God, I hate those people. (laughs) Like, I know you've got some beef with it like issues with them yeah because i i used to do happy clappy hand on the head fall over do your faith listeners who, know this about you i don't know but yeah no i spent a brief very confusing time um Didn't in a charismatic church you that had you come home and told me you were pregnant i would have been happier this was when she was a teenager ladies yeah. and gentlemen <laughs> yeah but you came home and said you were born again and i had no idea what to do <laughs> But I had the thing where they put the hand on my forehead and I fell over. Which, like, to, like knowing you as an adult, like, that's the only time I knew you. Thank you for the generosity of calling me an adult. Loose <laughs> <laughs> term. Hmm. Um, to know you now, to ever think that that was in your history is hilarious. Yeah. And You're, it's... like, the best atheist I've ever met. <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetie. Oh, no. Um. Because also, I, you know, everyone's free to believe whatever they like. Yeah, of course. But you have to have fallen over with a stranger's hand on your head to say that, I think. <laughs> I feel so Like, true. you've gone Don't knock it till to you've the... tried it. See, you're the perfect person to hold this podcast. Yeah, that sentence is too long. Just stop after the word person. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so he's preaching and he's got... Even though he's a white guy in robes with a very specific hairstyle. Okay, so he did a lot of good things, but I think the thing that he should be most commended for <laughs> is, is his good head of hair. Is picking a look and just sticking, sticking with, with it that bitch through decades. For <laughs> ever. I bet well, he you know used what? the same brand of like hair stuff the whole way through as well. I bet he was brand loyal. Wait. Like we've we've mentioned a few times how you know good head of hair he's got. Mm. Do we know if it was real? Can we just? There's so much more to unpack here. <laughs> I think. Sorry. Next. Go. <laughs> it's a great question. I don't want to poo-poo I feel like it. That's an appendix. But I just think it's extraneous to needs <laughs> at this point. Okay. Back. Let's focus. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> so he's preaching. He's healing. Preaching. The faith healing starts. So yeah. he's. And it's, okay, another spoiler alert. Faith healing isn't real. What? I know. I'm sorry. I'm Are sorry. you telling me? Yeah, you still have diphtheria. I don't know what actually is. Um, well, that's an awkward conversation yep. that I have to have soon. <laughs> yeah, it is. Back on the meds. Um, <laughs> so, but he would do the usual little tricks because he learned these from, from some other Pentecostal preachers in Indiana. Yeah. So... He's doing the thing like getting his secretary to pretend she's a cripple in a wheelchair and then getting up and well, like dancing. So I feel jogging. Like obviously these people are ridiculous, but there's obviously a, a group of people, a community of people that need 
something to believe in and they want to believe that some miracle healer is going to do that. One hundred percent. And so the like you see the the footage of it and the crowds get into a frenzy and they just they egg each other on and I imagine yeah. like being sane people that we are like that we think we are <laughs> if we were in that situation. I think it'd be pretty hard not to get worked Mate, up. Mate, I like, fell over when the when yeah. the dude put his hand on my head. You know, I think the round of applause was a little lacklustre <laughs> now that I've seen <laughs> footage of Jim Jones, but whatever, you do you. He also did this thing where he kept a bag of chicken innards on his pulpit. Doesn't that sound like a euphemism? <laughs> it's the worst euphemism. And he get... <laughs> You're the hottest guy I've ever seen and I've got, right now, I've got some chicken giblets in my pulpit. (laughs) Dress with your name on them. (laughs) Ew! So he keeps this little, I don't know, maybe, did they have snaplock bags in the 60s? I want to say no, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, then, you know, maybe it it doesn't matter. Um, So he keeps a bag of... Let's hope they're fresh. Yeah, chicken, chicken guts in the pulpit and... So if someone with a cancerous tumour came up, he'd lay hands on and then whoosh, 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 slide of hand, nothing up my sleeve except chicken innards. Um, and Are he'd you pull serious? it out. I, yes. didn't never, I didn't know that. Yeah, he'd pull it out and he'd go, look, here's your tumour. And he'd be holding it, some chicken guts <laughs> in his hand. I'm sorry, that's a wishbone that you still got in your hand. Yeah. What the f... Yeah. KFC. Well, okay, in saying that, also the people that he's healing quote unquote it's jfc jesus fucking christ (laughs) uh yeah like the people that he's healing quote unquote are his employees so of course they're like going oh my god look what you did yeah and they did it and in a again more he's sort of more political than actually religious the end justifies the means so even some of his followers that were in on it and more more were than you think this was in the sort of recruiting preaching time They'd be like, it's worth doing this because then they'll be in and they'll hear the true message, but we have to get them in yeah. with flashy chicken with guts. Yeah. Hook them with the, the chicken in it and yeah. then we got them. Oh, that's my new Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Line up, gentlemen. So he's getting a pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. He's doing pretty well. Like, okay, say what you will about Marxism and all that but the communist Mm. socialist thing the whole drive of equality and him actually making proper inroads in that sector especially in indianapolis like he got put on like he got given i think the mayor put him on as something like the commissioner for human rights or something yeah he's doing legitimately good shit good work um he's which can i just say as an aside Pretty astounding for a son of an ex-KK member. KKK? Which K were you missing then? (laughs) I reckon clan. (laughs) Okay, so the son of an asshole. Yeah, son of an asshole. Doing good deeds. Alcoholic asshole. But, yeah, so he obviously overcorrected. Yeah. um, Yeah, went the other way. But as the universe does... It's self-corrected again. Yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. He's doing a lot of preaching. He's getting very, very popular. He's – there's a lot of equality happening 
so there was this article that he read about the uh, nuclear apocalypse that was going to happen. Do you want to try that again? Nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> I can't say it fast. Don't mm. make me. Um, and so he read about all these. There was nine different places that he could go to escape this, mm. right? Um, and one of them was Brazil, and he went down there in 68. Right. But he only took his family. He was, like, just checking it out. It was a recce yeah. mission, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it? a recce. Went down there with his family and actually stopped in Guyana. Guyana. We still Let, don't know. I how. think we're going to decide that our pronunciation for this will be Guyana. Guyana. And we acknowledge that there are other ways to pronounce yes. it. <laughs> for consistency's sake, let's That's go right. with Guyana. Um, so he went down to Brazil, and apparently he was there for a while, though. Like, it was, I think, at least a year. Yeah, I think it was a year and a bit. Um, and then got word that the church was folding a bit, and all of a sudden, well, you know, the apocalypse didn't happen. Weird. So, yeah, funny that. Mm. So they went back to Indy, but decided they should get the fuck out of Dodge anyway. Do you want to hear my theory on that? Yeah, go. Also, it's partly not my theory. It's just from what I read and stuff. Own it. Um, he wanted recruits. This, I think it was the start of when he was thinking, I need power. Yeah. Which is such a great... He decided that he'd single-handedly give communism a bad name. Mm. Um, all, that was all Jim. <laughs> yeah. All you, mate. Yeah. It's never gone wrong before. Does it He did start to think he was God a bit. Yeah, the whole megalomaniac thing started. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying you don't need the Bible really. Yeah. So, you know, he started with the whole Christianity slant to try and get people in. And then once he got them in, I guess that's when he was like... It was like the Bible has been oppressing black people for 2,000 years. Which it was, but anyway. And he flung it across the room. that's the thing, right? Like he says things that are kind of based on facts so then they go yeah you're right yeah and so yeah in one of his big preachy sermons he threw a bible across the room and which i guess at that time had never really been done because people do you want to know what the room said (gasps) gasp yeah that's it uh and yeah and was like did you see me uh strike down in flames no no struck down in flames it's all right it's fine i'll change it (laughs) i'll change it in the mix uh, yeah, and so then was like, you know, don't worry about the Bible and the sky god in inverted yeah. commas. Um, what about me? So here's my theory. Starts to think he's God. Starts to want more followers. Thinks that Indiana, because of the racism at the time and his message... And he's, I think, at about 70% black, uh, black congregation thought, okay, we need to go somewhere that's super progressive because then I can double, triple, quintuple my, my Yeah, you're holding me back. Yeah. So he's like, he's both introducing the idea of Armageddon with nuclear fallout and that sort of thing, scaring his congregation into coming with him to a safe place because he wants to go somewhere where he'll be able to just multiply his followers. And that's California. Cali. Because those hippies will believe anything. anything. When he was denouncing the Bible, Mm. he wrote this thing called The Letter Killeth. 
about Ooh. yeah so it was a, him saying that you know don't believe in the sky god and all this that's been oppressive and all that kind of stuff believe in the brill cream god yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> believe in him and likened himself or said he was the reincarnation of gandhi father divine jesus buddha and to top it off lenin it, okay a that's a crowded room <laughs> Imagine that brain. And B, imagine the delight of all those people knowing that in <laughs> their reincarnation, like they're wearing transitions lenses. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, those sunglasses, Jimmy Jones and his, and his flowing dress, yeah. flowing robes and his... But you know what? If I was like Buddha or Gandhi or whatever, reincarnated, you have to share the room with those people. Like, couldn't I have my own vessel? Anyway. Yeah, but you, at least you get the sort of the rockabilly messiah. Well, that's true. Because Jim Jones looked cool. He did look cool for a while. He for definitely... a while, until he sort of elbowed out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little bit podge. A little bit podge. A little bit So that's – so they started in Red – Wood? Redmond? Redwood? Red uh, – Yukai? Yukai. They started in Yukai. Yeah. Uh, in California, and again, because that was sort of hickey, they decided that after San a little Fran. while, go to San Fran because that's where you could just pretty much scoop up followers from the yeah, street. Do anything. We're progressive as up shit for anything. <laughs> Give me something to follow, San Fran man. Oh, I'll read you a little bit. Yeah, that I please. didn't know before. The temple also set up Truth Enterprises, Lauren. Oh, I didn't know that. A direct mailing branch that sent out 30,000 to 50,000 mailers monthly. I feel like that's a lie or an exaggeration of members. How dare you? No, okay. the mailers. Like these are. Oh, so they just sent them to anyone? Yeah. Like you didn't have to be subscribed, so to speak. Nuh-uh. Uh, I was going to say, how did they monitor that data? But anyway. And then they got donations from that. But they decided, and like from as far away as Europe. Oh, yeah, I know. You're it's, right. It's very far away. Uh, but in addition to re- receiving donations, the temple also sold trinkets such as pieces of Jones's robes. <laughs> well, in one... That's a lot of fabric in one robe, though. <laughs> and I was going to say, on, in one aspect, that's good because at least now they're destroyed. But also, do you really need that? What, a piece of Jones's robe? Yeah. Do you really, do you really need a Game Boy? Wait, <laughs> wait, what? Do I need a mean a Wii? What do I mean? Can I think of an example that's not from twenty years ago? Do you, do you need really, your phone? Do you really need butter? Sometimes, oh. yeah. sometimes I really do. But that's the thing. But the religious, yeah, bits exactly. And pieces. Like it's paraphernalia that's just drumming up business. But it's important to people. Cough rosemary, rose, rosemary beads. <laughs> rosemary beads. Get your rosemary beads. <laughs> just fifteen dollars. Um, I, can I just say I'm really yeah. happy I haven't done an accent yet. I'm really happy that you haven't as well. <laughs> also, one of my favourite little facts. Because mm. also, okay, some of the things that Jones is preaching is doing the. 
all for one, one for all, the socialism, yeah. no such thing as rich and poor, no such thing as male and female, everyone's equal, 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 equal. Um, but kind of looking down on sexy, 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 sex. The sex. Because he's also starting to think, how can I make sure people are only focused on me? And one of them is, don't have sex much. Like, that's selfish to concentrate on Yeah, so he was saying that if you focus on that and, you know, engage in that, you're taking your focus away from the church. which And the church is him. Yeah. And he's the the Messiah. The Gandhi, whatever. So, despite that, in December 1973... He's arrested and charged with soliciting a man for sex in a cinema. Oh, that's a nugget. I know. (laughs) Imagine having to get through all the robes. (laughs) Um, But also I read somewhere that he was – oh, no, sorry, what I didn't read in that documentary we watched as well mm. that – Basically, everyone in the world is homosexual. He said he was the the, only heterosexual. He's the only true heterosexual in transition. Engages in gay sex. He would sometimes engage (laughs) in gay sex with his male followers. um, Which is a hate heterosexual thing. Just to to give them the opportunity to interact with him. Because he's. Yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's benevolent. Says the most atheist man ever. Yeah. Yeah, so just just a little taste of a tiny bit of hypocrisy there. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Just, I guess you're above it all when you're God, though. You know, like everyone else has rules, but you but don't. But also, if you want to have sex with both ladies and men, just do it and let other people do it. Don't yeah. lie about it. Don't restrict it. And Well, I guess you're just making them want it with you. Is he the seemed point. to think that. That he had, like, his, that everyone wanted his Desired sex. him. Yeah. He had, like, the god dong. <laughs> that sounds like a fruit from, a, really from an exotic land. <laughs> Have you ever tried god dong? <laughs> oh, yeah, just one a little bit. In the temple. Just give me a taste. <laughs> um, so we'll get to the political stuff in a sec because that's super interesting. Yeah, that is actually But around this time, he started introducing the concept of the white knight. And the white knight is a really kind of upbeat name for let's practice poisoning ourselves. Yeah. So you get a whole lot of plastic cups because, yeah, there's no difference between rich or poor or glass of plastic. (laughs) And fill it up with some drank and get everyone to drink it. In his congregation, and they'd go, ta, thanks, parched. <laughs> and then he'd go, P.S. I just poisoned you. That was poison. And Lauren started doing accents. Sorry, I no, said I fine. wouldn't. <laughs> I'm so bad at them, but I love doing them. And what was it? Okay, Lauren and I did just giggle at a documentary because <laughs> in Australia, we pronounce duty as duty. But in the documentary... People said that drinking the the fictional poison was their temple duty. <laughs> Duties in the temple. <laughs> I think is what temple they said. duty sounds bad. <laughs> okay. 
anyway, these people are drinking. Well, yeah, some yeah, of them so freak out, but he's observing their reactions. So the people that really freak out yeah, and want to so leave. Wait, like they, mm. they drink the drink because he's just said, hey, here, here's some refreshments, but then said, actually, you've drunk poison. And then, yeah, monitored what they did. And some people are like freaking out, grabbing their children, like, oh, my God. And other people just went silent and were like, and oh, he's accepted. He's like, like, you're amazing. Yeah. You're like, my kind of people. Is, this has happened now. Okay. And apparently he kept, he did repeated white nights. So it became so totally normal. Yeah. To so just drink whatever he told you to. set up for later. But the other thing that I read as well, so the Gang of Eight, the mm. Defectors, yeah. which I believe... So this is a bunch of college-age kids who yeah. left... And they'd been in it a while, I guess. So I think maybe through family or whatever. But mm. they obviously got to an age where they could think for themselves and were educated and whatever. Mm. Um, and so they left. So a liability. Yeah. Um, and I think that was around this time because that's kind of... San Francisco was a busy time for yeah. People's Temple. And so they defected and that was the first time he got really paranoid about like oh shit like people are gonna start leaving me yeah because you know what happens to people me? also p.s he liked the drugs yeah. and that made him paranoid yeah it'll do that mm. um so gang of eight left and started telling their story to people who would listen basically saying yeah. you know this isn't right it's a cult basically um yeah, and so he, when they actually left and made contact, I think, with the press, similar to the White Knight thing, like, well, I guess it was a White Knight thing, They he s- took all the, like, top-tier secretaries and all that into... Who were mostly white, to be honest. Congregation, mostly black. Yeah. His management upper-level team, mostly white. And mostly female. Mm. Yeah. Why really. didn't anyone say it? He Weinstein the shit out of me. Oh, topical. Um, topical. Although this will be out in two weeks. It'll probably still be topical, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> I don't imagine this is no, going away no. anytime soon. This was this story was getting leaked or whatever, and so he had that top-tier management at a house in, I don't know if it was San Fran, but somewhere around there, and was like, let's commit suicide. And it was basically like, what? Like testing people's reactions, mm. but a fake suicide attempt basically and i think that was the first time he was just like seeds planted all right wouldn't you just invite him to every single party i know right what a fun guy a great guy to have in the room upbeat he gets a crowd going oh what a joker what a joker um one thing that we haven't spoken about which Mm. i think was quite important and that we've commented on a lot yeah how good was the music Mate, <laughs> seriously, it's really hard. And to this say, isn't it being knowing sarcastic what, or no, like, knowing what great. we know about Jonestown, it feels dirty and wrong to say anything good about them. But killer tunes, bitches can write tunes. I that was would insane. pay cash money for a Jonestown mixtape. <laughs> Same, seriously, Fire. killer tunes. And I'm shitty. That it ended badly because it means cause... I can't yeah. do a Spotify playlist of Jonestown. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Oh. It just wouldn't be that 
It would be bad. Yeah. It would be bad. No, no, don't do it. An interesting thing that happened is that partly Jimmy has about, he's got a couple of thousand followers by this point. Yeah, I the think San Fran, Cali the, helped a yeah, lot. The San Fran plan worked, man. <laughs> you just rapped. I'm always rapping in my heart. Mm-hmm. Says the whitest girl alive. He's starting to make friends with, let's call them politicos. Yeah. Oh, wow. Some, now that I hear that out loud, let's not. <laughs> Some influent influentials. Yes, including the first lady. <laughs> Mrs. Carter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the time. And mayors and Harvey Milk and all and that sort of stuff. And congressmen and, yeah, like. And he was... becomes kind of a renter crowd person. Yeah. So if you want, if you've got a rally or if you need some votes, call in Jimmy Jones. So, yeah, back in San Fran at the headquarters when there was things that, you know, people needed to mobilise quickly and rally mm. and whatever, you could call on Jimmy. Jimmy guaranteed a six-hour turnaround. Yeah, six-hour turnaround, take nine loads of people, like nine bus loads, it's quite a lot of people, to just protest on your behalf. And uh, when it came to the rally, what was it, the mayoral race? Uh, So it was Moscone, was that his name? It was the race for him to become mayor. He got on the phone, he went... Yeah, Jimmy, uh, listen, mate, I need about 2,000 people with signs rallying outside. I need uh, a picket. I need a picket, mate. (laughs) Mate, what can you do for me? How soon can you get me a couple of thousand people rallying around the city hall? And what do you reckon Jim was like? Six hours. He was like, sweet, see you later. Yeah, love to, love to missus. Love you. Um, <laughs> mobilise the shit out of that rally No, you hang up <laughs> No, you <laughs> um, Mobilise the shit out of that rally and Mobilise so, the shit out of it <laughs> So had all the buses take all the people there They also went door knocking for six hours or something as well oh, Something I, Six hours is a very good time Those guys um, would do anything Yeah, and as a result Moscone got voted in as mayor and as a subsequent result uh he elected Jimmy to be on the what was housing he, the, commission the I housing think? commission which is a very weird role to give him I no feel. no 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 because as a result of okay a lot of cults and religions in fact they do tithing which is you give 10 percent of your yeah, income yeah. to the church Jimmy that no no 10% for him. You give all, give I give all. you $5. Like, I think it was a minimum of 25%. No, so there was some that gave their entire paycheck yeah, and, and then he gave them houses. an allowance. So, yeah, then he gives them a, an allowance. If we needed dental work, it was taken care of. If we needed yeah. new clothes, it was taken care of. He, because a considerable um, percentage of his congregation was older and he was like taking he was getting them to sell their houses give him all the money yeah and then he i think he Set had up. between four or six retirement homes yeah he's looking oh he said they were elegant elegant a man in a purple dress wearing transition <laughs> lenses indoors said his With retirement villages were elegant and he's looking he's doing soup kitchens and looking care, uh, taking care of the homeless yeah. and all that sort of so thing. So from housing, the outside, it looks great. Housing commission stuff I think sort of makes sense because he did do a bit of real estate yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess. 
Also, I don't know what a housing commissioner does. Who amongst us does? <laughs> not I. Wait, let's not pretend to be planning... People? People? <laughs> but, so it was while he was in San Fran and he was getting these, like, you know, getting a position of power and meeting with these people of influence and things like that, that obviously there's going to be a backlash. There's a bit of media attention. Yeah. Plus, at this point, he's getting a bit drunk on power, especially now he's in with the bigwigs. And he is rooting anyone he likes, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm not going to hold that against him. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, I'm just very selective (laughs) and very busy and very tired. But he's also on quite a lot of drugs. Yes. I've got a list. Oh, please. Share. Jones was set, and I'm quoting. Yeah, I can't remember. That's your quoting. quoting voice, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Jones was said to be abusing injectable Valium, Quaaludes, stimulants, Inject. LSD, and barbiturates. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. So this is not a man making great decisions, but becoming no. quat paranoid. <laughs> quat. Mm. Quat. So. Bit of media attention. And um, some and people so, are going, what's the real deal? Yeah, what about that? And the also temple. the defectors. So you're mm. gang of eight, but there's been a few more defectors that, or even just family members that have voiced concerns about their family members that are in this. And they're like, they ain't right. Nuh-uh. Because there's also, Shit's weird. it's getting to the point where if you do wrong, you're getting older bit beaten in front of the <laughs> congregation sometimes if you're too proud about your body you strip down in front of the congregation and have to and show everyone off, yeah. yeah it's getting a little bit iffy yeah. shall we say <laughs> let's say iffy a couple of people whose names i have written down oh good uh, look what you prepared marshall kilduff and phil tracy wrote a little thing for the san francisco chronicle a little nugget but the san francisco chronicle went it's yeah, a little too, too hot. They're, you know, they're the mayor in, loves him. That's right. Yeah, Everyone loves like, him. So it was printed in New West magazine. Everyone knows that, right? <laughs> Rolls off. I don't know. A, yeah, a household name. Where maybe it does in San Fran. I don't actually know. Sydney, I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of an expose. Mm. They're talking a little bit about kind of, abuse it, it, yeah. and it, it's few, an expose. A few, you know, irritating words like human rights violations <laughs> letting jim jones a bit of a courtesy did the editor of new west and just popped on the phone and said look i'm just gonna read it out to jimmy. you this is gonna come out tomorrow jimmy heads up yeah uh read it out to him over the phone as a courtesy and as a courtesy jim said oh we're out of here <laughs> take me to your phone your shit which in like he'd already given them a heads up like you know jonestown down in guyana was already kind of in full-fledged like there was members down there doing the building so and they're clearing the- rainforest clearing rain, uh, all that due to his previous interest in south america and his pinpointing yeah. of this place as a good place to avoid nuclear fallout slash intense persecution social armageddon mm. um yeah, so that was already underway, and so people of the temple were already thinking they're going to end up there anyway. 
So it it's was, their duty. It's their duty. <laughs> it's their duty for the temple. No accents. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're all thinking that at some point they're going to go down there. Yeah. And then when he sees that, well, he hears that this story is about to break tomorrow, mm. he calls the troops and says, we're leaving stat. Do you know why? Because he's a pussy. A little bit. And they call we'll it touch the back on that later. Yeah. The People's Temple Agricultural Project. Yeah, that's what Jonestown Which was. is a lovely, cute way of saying communist prison camp. <laughs> <laughs> In a tropic location. Which, and apparently the soil was garbage. So bad. So like they you go to grow all these crops. <laughs> they had to import wheat. Wait, you import the crops that you're trying to grow. Like, what self-respecting <laughs> cult doesn't grow their own wheat? But all interestingly, like the Guyanese immigration procedures were compromised to inhibit the departure of temple defectors. Because, you know, yeah. you get someone that's a big deal in California moving to a little place like Guyana. That's tough. So he's able to make it really hard for defectors to leave the yeah. country, but quite difficult for anyone that wants to come over and investigate yeah. to get into the country. Jimmy had it sorted, mate. Mate. It's the perfect storm of being a <laughs> bastard. What would you, mm? if you were going to up sticks, mm. start a compound? Yeah. I've thought about this, yes. Good. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Because uh, I think it's a little bit narcissistic because it was near Georgetown and he thought, oh, right, sweet. I'm just going to rename What's this my name? place. Jones. What would you call yours? Uh, well... It's going to be really hard for you to answer without it also being an amazing name for a bar. <laughs> pick up true. town. Pick up town. Um, pick upville. Uh, pick up ski. Pick up province. Pick up province. So that no one had to make any new signs. I could just call mine Joburg. Good. Settled. Let's go back. We're in Guyana. And can I just say, but they had a, they had a pet chimpanzee called Mr. Muggs. <laughs> Yeah, they did. I have some feelings about having a pet chimpanzee. I know. But if you're going to have one, call it Mr. Muggs. Well, if not Bubbles, Muggs. So they've got wooden walkways. The roads in and out from the airstrip yeah. are kind of, you know, dodgy but okay. They've got cabins. But they also very have Very rustic. Ma- very rustic. <laughs> it's kind of South American jungle chic. And a whole bunch of cabins, but because more people moved over there than they thought, because they didn't expect this article and there was this mass exodus, you're talking cabins that were made for four now have, you know, ten people in them. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of food because the soil's kind of shitty. Yeah, they don't have crops. They have to import them. Yeah. There's not a lot of meat. There's a, they couldn't even afford the good Kool-Aid. It was mostly Flavor-Aid. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. People are working 10 to 12 hours a day. I feel like at this time when Jim has paranoia has hit maximum, like He's going a bit nutty. So they they would say that down in the camp when he wasn't there, things were more relaxed, obviously. When he's there, he wants to whip everyone into shape and it Mm. to be a finely tuned machine. Um, So they'd have these like voiceover, like – you know, speakers. So it was like a 24-hour just gymathon of him. 24-hour gymathon. <laughs> just speaking. Welcome back to MTV. <laughs> We've got a 24-hour gymathon. Coming up next. Um, <laughs> Sitting on the deck of the bay. 
wasted. Uh, yeah, so no, he no, would was the jungle. Uh, just do his sermons over the loudspeakers while people were working. He would work them stupid hours. Like they would get. It's maybe, a good way of keeping people subservient. Yeah, deprive them of you know the like of energy and just exhaust them to yeah. the point that they can't think. That it, yeah, exactly. They're happy to just submit. And yet he's making these promotional videos that make it look like Happy Fun Time Project. Yeah. Um, And they're happy to do it. Like all the people that, you know, gave those interviews and stuff were like, this just seemed like a great thing to do. So he deprived me of my ability to think, but also my rights. Wouldn't that be a bit relaxing though? Yeah, a little bit. Well, not relaxing when you're like, as in. You don't have to make any decisions. You just submit. You just do what you're told. Uh, they're operating on no sleep and like one woman said she went, the longest she went was six days without sleep, which I'm sorry, if you're not on drugs, that's a long time. Yeah. And he's slurring more and more. People are noticing in his voice that he's no longer this incredible orator that used to, you know, preach in Indianapolis and And he was a great orator. Like he, he did have a knack for drumming up a frenzy oh and... dresses and sunglasses and oh mate and good words it's a killer combo um he's slurring and dropping off sentences and mixing but it up was his still words. 24 hours a day 24 hours a day so even when you go home for your two hours sleep in your shack that's with 10 other people you can't because there's this voice that's always there um, yeah, so you've got your slave labour, you've got your your depriving of senses and shit like that. And the mosquitoes, Lauren. Oh, my God, you're in a tropic environment. This is not great. We're not having a great time. Because of our communist roots, we're communicating a bit with Russia. Well, Jim Jones is. Yeah. Just so to go, you're communist. Snap, we're communist. Look at us. Maybe because of the paranoia. There's a chance we may want to live there. What's involved? What yeah. forms do we have to sign? And what I feel like do? he's just obviously always looking for other angles as well. Like, Yeah, but I also feel like they're not getting at this massively enthusiastic response, response from the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah bring your mosquito-riddled <laughs> yeah. cult members. Bring malaria over. Here, we want it. But That'd bring something warm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit different. Yeah. So there's a bunch of people. There's a few defectors now. Yeah. And they're writing letters to the government in the US. Yeah, and concerned family members. Yes. Yeah. Saying, we would like our family members back. Yeah. Selfish. So they're writing letters to politicians and stuff. And you will never guess who read those letters. Who? Congressman Leo Ryan. Yeah, right. Who seems to me like a pretty... Cool dude. Yeah. And I, this was the kind of congressman who, if he wanted to find out what it was like for prisoners in jails, he would spend a couple of days as a prisoner. Yeah. He was like like a a man of the people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you might think that's a publicity stunt, but at the same time... He still did it. Yeah. So when he hears about possible humanitarian violations uh, in this cult and there's parents and relatives and friends going, bring our... Yeah, there's enough of a groundswell around this issue that he has to make the flight. 
Yeah, I mean, he does get some journalists. Yeah, so NBC, I believe, are involved mm. and some other, I think, independents. Yeah, pups over on a light aircraft. And you know what? Like, he's a congressman. I think that being a congressman, there's a certain amount of confidence and, let's say, arrogance that runs with that because you are protected. You're, you're protected, right? Even if you go down there and it's a shit show... You're a congressman. Nothing's going to happen to you. You just need and you can to... just fly back. Yeah, and you've got journalists with you. That's protection. Yeah, exactly. So you would think on paper that's fine. Yeah. So if you want out, here's your chance. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. So oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Pop, he's um a bit reluctant at first, but then he thinks because you know he's feeling persecuted and paranoid. Yeah, he's like of... everyone in San Fran thinks I'm shit because of his cocktail. Yes, well. a barbiturates. Yes, um, but and the expose. He just goes, right. okay, we'll we'll let them in, but we'll put on a show. That'll sell oh, anyone. I they would put have on this involved. show. We've seen footage of it, and outfits, big tick. Oh my god! Seriously, I would wear everything that those people. Oh, wear. halter neck pantsuits. Bad, yeah. There is nothing oh wrong god, with those, right? And good songs. So good. They're putting this on, and the congressman. He gets up there because he's there for about two days and this is the first night he's arrived. He gets up on the stage with their little microphones. I want to know. They must have had a generator. He gets up on stage and he's like, this seems like a really cool place. Everyone goes, mental, Woo! cheering. It's all good. Leave the roof. And he's like, all right, I'll be back tomorrow. That night, Vernon Guzney, being the little weapon that he is, wrote a note. And he put it in the fold of the cameraman's arm, like in his elbow. The visiting cameraman. The, yeah, the mm. NBC cameraman guy um, as he was walking past and it fell out. And so he picked it up and said, oh, you've dropped something. Sneaky Vernon. Vernon. Good um, And so cameraman opens it up and basically says, I want to leave. It says, get me the fuck out of Jonestown. Yeah. They're in the middle of the jungle. It's really hard as we said, to get... You can't just get out of Dodge. like you, To get out of there with immigration and that sort of thing. Plus, it's... There's that mind control. It's like they would leave their friends and their family and their life and they literally have nothing. Nothing. So, yeah, you can leave whenever you like. Nero. Lays. Um, so, cameraman takes the note and another note. He said he took two notes mm. to the congressman and said, I've just been given these. Like, while you're chatting to the, the masses, this is what's happened. And both are like, you know, people reaching out saying, I need to get out of here. And so that's when they were like, okay, this isn't all that it appears to be. So they do a bit of a change of plan and they pop back the next day. And instead of just the cheese and bickies and a cup of tea that they were going to have and see you later, they thought, okay, let's just check and see if people want to leave. Yeah. And they start asking and people go, hell yeah, we do. Well, I believe it was, uh, I did a little bit of timeline. Did you? A little bit. Uh, 11.30, the storm happened, which they were like, it came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. This is an actual storm, not a shit storm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think everyone, you know, they're all in the pavilion rather than being out on the field and working. This is the central pavilion. So there's all the cottages around the edge and the farmland and then there's, a big pavilion where all the big meetings are held. So rather than being out and, you know, 
picking crops that aren't growing and those kind of things. They're all in the one place and they're getting a bit of cabin fever and whatever. So the reporters are chatting to more people than I guess would be there normally. Mm. And they're starting to get the idea that, yeah, no, actually a lot of people want to leave. And so once it broke that people were going to leave, shit hit the fan. That is correct. So the congressman (laughs) is basically saying... We can fit a few people on the plane. Who's in? Yeah. And, and it was a little plane. Like it. Jimmy Jones' is sphincter contracted and did not release <laughs> for the rest of the day. No. Uh, he swung from a, don't leave me, I want you all to be with me, to, to you're, a, you're, you're welcome to To leave, a, a Wayne's World kind of, go then. Go Fine. Then. I go. don't even care. Go. I don't have a gun, let alone many guns, necessitate <laughs> entire gun rack. That was a lie. He had many guns. Many guns. But also at this point, a guy called, I think it was Don Sly. Don't trust a guy whose surname is Sly. Oh, although I suppose we shouldn't judge people by their surnames, should we, Lauren, pick up. <laughs> he grabs the congressman and puts a knife to his throat. Mm. And calls I didn't him realise a- that was Sly that did that. that and was- calls him a motherfucker. Yeah, it's not great. It's um, not great. And obviously, crowds react. like People you know, wrestle him to the ground because it's like, this is yeah. not a good time. Just let him go. Just let them and go. And also, not a good person to threaten. Yeah, we've still got like over 900 people here, even if those 15 to 30 yeah, people go. let the congressman out alive. Yeah, because otherwise that. things will go badly. So yeah. they let him go and it was all fine. No. Um, yes. Yeah, so congressman and... Let's say entourage. Entourage. Here's entourage decide to leave very quickly and if you see the footage of it he's quite disheveled walking towards the flight he's got blood over him and he's can i just say at this point this there's footage and audio that is available but i'm not going to put it up on the facebook page or anything and can i just say that from this point on if you're not in a good place or you're not having a good day don't look at that footage and don't don't. listen to the to the audio because it's not a fun time. And this is, like, for the time that it was, late 70s, it is so well documented, as in, like, they filmed and yeah. recorded everything. Yeah. So they yeah. go out to the airstrip. And so while they're going to the airstrip, Jim calls the congregation to the pavilion. And so he's... Oh, there's also one dude, Larry Layton, Who's like, I want to leave, I want to leave too. And everyone's sort of going, no, he's part of the inner circle. I think he's bluffing. So they're going out. So there's two planes and they take a while to get there because they needed to wait for another plane to come because yeah, more people more leaving people. them came. Larry Layton's on a plane on a Cessna with a small bunch of people. Everyone else is just milling around the other plane. And then all of a sudden a truck pulls up with people with guns and Larry Layton pulls a gun on people in the Cessna and the people in the truck and they start shooting. Yeah. And so these are the assassins sent by Jim. Obviously Jim knows Congressman's going back to the States to unveil exactly what's going down here and it's not great. Which would have been, can I just say, it also, the Congressman would have gone back saying there's 900 people and only 15 people wanted to leave. It's all nice. It wouldn't have actually been a disaster. But Jim Jones is so paranoid that before yep. the congressman can get back, Sends he legit stone cold murders the congressman. The congressman dies. And 
well, tried to murder everyone. Yeah. So... People are playing dead. Yeah, people are playing dead. And they got shot. Like, I think the only survivors that got out of it still got shot. Yeah. Like, people came up and shot them point blank range, but they somehow survived. This is... It's not nice. No, it's a bit brutal. <laughs> so we're back at the compound. So meanwhile... In the pavilion, Jim Jones gets word that the congressman's been shot. He's already said to the people he has a feeling the pilot's going to get shot. So he knows about this. Yep. And then he calls a white knight. This gave me chills, this bit, and I'm going to read it. The temple had received monthly half-pound shipments of cyanide since 1976 after Jones obtained a jeweler's licence to buy the chemical, ostensibly to clean gold. So 76. He's so been that's hoarding cyanide. Two years previous to yes. what? So you knew it was going to happen. Like, he always had a plan to go out with a bang. Who can say? Maybe from the first childhood animal funeral. Who knows? The cat. He killed the fucking cat. Look. Just say it. Alleged. <laughs> uh, is it okay if I let the cat go, but I admit that this next bit is fucking horrible? Okay. Okay. So... He's basically, and he calls it revolutionary suicide. And this he is said a thing. It's not suicide, it's revolution. Mm. Uh, mate, same thing. So, this is a thing that he's practiced for years. He's obsessed with death. And people call it suicide, but it's not. It's fucking murder, it's slaughtering. So, 909 people drink. Flavor Aid, a lot, you know, the saying is they drank a Kool Aid, but it was a Flavor Aid because it was cheaper. <laughs> he couldn't even let them go the out with fucking flavor. budget. Fuck you. What an asshole. And yeah, weren't they even saying, oh, it tastes really bitter? Yeah. So they tried to make the cyanide taste a bit better, but they couldn't because he did the cheap shit. He made people, make obviously, better. because if the adults went first, yeah, it would be different. Parents are giving their children cyanide. And they then, know what's going on. And then drinking Like, at this themselves. stage, everyone knows what's going on. And like, people are dying. They're just resigned to the fact that they're dying, and it's fucking horrible. And he, Jim Jones did say, if anyone has any opposing views, yeah. come forward. And one woman's like, can we not go to Russia? She, like, so in the documentary they have her audio and everything, and she was so eloquent, like, yes. given the circumstances. Yeah, she totally rational and tried to reason, and she gave all these counter arguments to everything he had said. She put the best argument forward she could. Which was, A, super brave, but also considering the circumstances, you'd, you'd say something. Yeah. And so, her thing was, can we at least let the kids go? Like, let what yeah. are the innocent babies doing? You know, like, let them go. And he says they would want peace. Yeah. Because he's an asshole. Mm. But he was like, well, Russia won't take us now. We've killed a congressman. Yeah. Like, well, what a fancy little catch fucking 22 you've gotten yourself into. Yeah, you cheers, bastard. mate. There were, there were quite a few. Some people ran there was into only the three jungle. survivors. Um, although some people were away from the compound. His well, own, yeah. So his three sons weren't there? Playing basketball in Georgetown. Yeah, right. That's, so let them have a future of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, until 9-11, it was the largest killing of American civilians. Mm. And 
the worst part was he has armed guards around the whole pavilion for the people who aren't drinking the Kool-Aid, so they'll get killed anyway. That's the thing. You understand why in, in those circumstances someone might kill themselves, but the reason they're in those circumstances is still because of a narcissistic, power-hungry, deranged dickhead. He just let things go way too far. Like You think? No, but like way too – like for yourself it's gone way too far. Like kill yourself, It was sure. all about – it stopped being like, about – kill yourself. It was fine. never about religion. It stopped being about socialism and it was, it was all yeah. about him. Him. And the worst thing that kills me about that and the way it went down, he didn't even drink it himself. He shot himself. He in shot the himself, head. and it's like, like fuck I'm you. sorry, you go out with. Don't them. watch like, all those people die in and that tell them horrible to go out way. with dignity and like be quiet, and like, then have an instant death yourself. Like fuck you. Sorry. And so that was <laughs> nine hundred nine people all at once. Yeah, and, and don't look at the photos. Oh my, it's bad. God, like it. Like it almost looks. The aerial shot almost looks like everyone's put their washing out. So the leader of your church, in inverted commas, has killed close to a thousand people and basically shown himself to be a complete coward mm. and fuckwit. And obviously everything that he was basing his teachings on, you know, it's morphed into something that's wrong and it's no longer what it was. The church continued. Did it? Yes. Like it continued. How? The remaining members back in San Francisco continued. What does it... Like, I'll stop doing any activity if I get so much as a paper cut. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking? The Yeah, the actual Mm. church itself remained for a couple of years, I think, at least. Like, it, it is astounding. Yep. But people are fucked, so, you know, that happens. Okay, look, we need to get past this horrible stuff and try to... I know. And try to I mean, be happy again. I mean, it's Like, it, it was basically the very big exclamation mark to a horrible run of... Yeah. So I think we should have a couple of random one. facts, but what will the T-shirt for this episode be? <gasps> temple duty. <laughs> duty in the temple. Duty in the temple. <laughs> Good. That's a t-shirt. Done. Duty in the temple. Please tell me your favourite random fact. So. Oh, this was – I'll preempt with one of my random facts. I was yeah. listening because I had a lot to do yesterday, um, but my ears were free. I listened to a lot of just ran- – I did a search for podcast episodes about, about yeah. Jonestown. And one of them was from 2015 and it was this episode of a podcast called Completely Obsessed – with Brent Sullivan who's a comedian and he had a guest on and it was before she was part of my favorite murder and it was Karen Kilgariff talking about Jonestown shit anyway that was fun but anyway uh, but they had watched the same documentary that you got your cool fact from (laughs) which is the best it's so good and I think it's called the life and death of Of Jonestown the people's temple of the people's temple Mm. right um, it's a PBS thing. And it, it's, it's very good if you haven't watched it. Please do. It's amazing. It's very educational. But the last 10 minutes is not a good time. Um, and this woman comes on screen. And, and it's so random. It doesn't. There's no context before. No. Um, but basically it's her saying how she first became aware of the church. 
the, the temple. And oh, of Jim. Of Jim, yeah. So she said, my mother-in-law's monkey hung itself, <laughs> so she needed a replacement monkey. So she looked in the paper <gasps> and Jim was selling monkeys. There's so much. So much to unpack. Like, okay, first sentence. How lucky do you have to be when you when your monkeys died to just look in the paper and for there to be an ad for more monkeys? I'm sorry, but if your monkey's hanging itself, fucking take a hint. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, it hung itself. So she needed a replacement monkey, as she says, in inadvertent yeah. commas. No, you're absolutely right. I'd say <laughs> writings on the wall regarding your monkey parentship. Jim happens to have a few monkeys, not cats because he kills those. <sighs> monkey hung itself, need a new one. Call Jim. Jim. The Jones family. Jones Monkeys, Inc. <laughs> How can you beat monkeys? Also, you shouldn't beat monkeys. No, you should never no, make money. because they might get depressed and then... So I think in closing, the only thing left to say is throw a Bible, wear transitions lenses, join a cult. If your monkey hangs itself, take it as a warning. No? Well, just don't join a cult. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Zealot, produced by me, Joe Thornley, sort of. My co-host for this episode was Lauren Pickup. For the last time, yes, that's her real name. Further reading and coloured pixels can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. And music is by the Everglades, as cool as the cool side of something. A pillow, for example. Ha! Cults. Cults.